Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Gaming Stooges Talks podcast. We are the Gaming Stooges. I'm Jack. You can call me Cloud. And I'm Landon. We hope you enjoyed today's discussion, and if you do, please consider subscribing to our YouTube channel, following us on Twitch, or joining our Discord. Let's get on with the show. Hey guys, when's the physical release of the Gaming Stooges Talks podcast? I don't know, why don't you make a mixtape of it and fucking sell it for three bucks? That's a good question though, we should put the Gaming Stooges podcast on... On vinyl. Something. <laughs> vinyl. On vinyl. My god, do you know how many discs that would be? Oh my god, that'd be too many. <laughs> a lot. Just like one gonna... podcast would be like four <laughs> discs. And that's if it's... That's if it's, like, a shorter one. Yeah. We yeah. Have, and we have, how many vinyls would the Dragon Ball Games podcast be? That one's three hours and 25 minutes, by the way. Yeah. Um, If I had to guess... It'd be, like, seven I, vinyls, right? Stop saying vinyls, please. Uh, Vinyl records. Six, I want to say. I'm going to annoy Jack by the end of this episode. No, don't you dare. Don't you dare. All right, You can't so. annoy me. So today we're going to be talking about the, uh, we're going to debate, yeah, debate between physical games versus digital games, which, I mean, there's, there, we're the gaming stooges and we obviously have a bit of a bias, but I'd like to present both sides in, right. you know, positives and negatives. Present so, both sides, please. Let's. Yes. Well, I this is where I'm going to be asking you guys. We're going to go. I, I have a couple of questions that I wanted to go through, and then we'll does this open the asks questions. Yes, <laughs> that's because that's how a podcast works. You know who you can ask questions to? Cheese Whiz. Cheese Whiz. Because Cheese Whiz is right here with us. Well, Trader just walked in and then ran away as soon as I tried to pick him up. So, <laughs> so. Let's start with what are obvious some of now some of these are going to be obvious but what are some pros to physical games? You have it forever. Mm, forever asterisk. Forever asterisk as forever as anything could possibly be forever. Yeah. But when you own it physically, that is your copy and nothing can take it away from you except time. Except time, but, I mean, e e everything is a slave to the passage of time, so it just be like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. You can uh, potentially have it longer than digital. Yes. Longevity? I, think, uh, I was gonna say, I think one major aspect of physical games is their constant access. Even if it's through secondary market, you know, there's going to be some form to obtain a physical copy somewhere in the world basically well officially because you know digital but i think that's one thing like you will always be able to find like there's like local game stores there's obviously online retail sellers like mercari you've got ebay just these other markets they will have there's a lot of people that are usually very frequently selling stuff that you could be looking for so there's always going to be some sort of market for physical media so that's one thing that makes physical games good in a sense uh also just 
having a physical box with a, like, game on a disc or cartridge or other. It's just nice to have, you know? It's a lot more fun to just, like, it's a lot more fun to, like, put in a cartridge than it is to just, like, pull it up on a menu and click A. I think that I think that it does make them a little bit easier to keep track of because like you can see them with like you know we'll we'll talk more about like the cons to digital but you know with digital games it's a little you kind of have to know where you've stored your digital library depending on where it is like I mean with yeah. consoles that's with consoles obviously you'll be able to find that stuff but like PC is like you know you have to know where all your games are but with physical like you have as long as you know where you stored your physical game you will know where your physical game is. Uh, yeah, but you can but what are, it. And that, that brings me to my to the next question is, what are some of the cons to physical? What are actually some, like, you know, what, what are some things that might actually be a drawback to owning physically? Moving. You can make money off of it. <laughs> In, according to some people, that's a con. Yeah. I like how Landon is just like I think Landon was waiting for somebody to notice, but Landon is going the opposite direction of whatever question I'm asking. I was asking what are the pros, and he's listing off bad things. And now that I'm like, what are some cons? He's like, oh, now let me tell you some good things about physical media. But yeah, with hi, I think he's Landon. Hi, I think one of the uh, one of the cons to physical is that for. Like, you have to, like, if you want to go get a game, you want to play a certain game, you have to go get the game, you have to put it in the system. And with certain new systems nowadays, they don't actually have all of the data just on the physical media. So, like, let's say you're, like, playing, like, PS4 or, like, Xbox One, and, like, let's say you've run out of space, and it's been a really long time since you played a certain game, and you ended up deleting the install... And then you go to get the physical game. Well, guess what? You have to reinstall the game over again. So that that it can be a kind of a pain to like. That's more like the hardware's fault. But like, you know, locating a game sometimes if you're trying to play physically can be a little bit annoying. But I think that that and like the fact that you can lose them, like you could end up, they could end up t- deteriorating over time if you don't take good care of them. Those are probably, like, the big cons, I would say, to physical. And then moving on I mean, to... Di- oh, you had something to add? I mean, have you... I, I still think that moving is just, like... That is... The big drawback. Like, believe me, as someone as, as someone that is a, like, spokesman for physical media and avid collector of many things, not just video games, but it they're a bitch to move. Like... When you need to collect all your shit and move to a new location, like, that shit sucks. When you have all digital, it's like, you don't have to do shit. I like how Jack is the one mentioning this when he's, like, moved probably the least out of all of us. Hey, I moved three... three times in the last, like, two years. So. That's... I mean, maybe in the, yeah, the most frequently, like, recently, sure. But, like, how many times have you moved, Landon? Landon's trying to think about it. I, I couldn't even count. I think I'm on, like, my, my like, the 10th place I've, I've lived at. Maybe even more. Since having, like, a large, like, 
collection of things. Um, think my I'm only on my third move of like large collection yeah. of things. Because you well, went from your dad's house to your apartment too. No, well, house. from where I lived up through like early college to my dad's place to the apartment too. So that's one, two, oh, okay. three well, physical moves. Four, four locations. Yeah, but three I've, physical I've, moves. I've probably moved four or five times then since like establishing a collection, like a bigger collection. But... Yeah, because I moved before that as like a kid, but like that doesn't really. Like count. Yeah, I mean, you're... I mean, as a kid, I had a large collection of stuff, but I also had to like downsize because there was like a period when like I we were poor, we couldn't afford stuff. So like, you know what I did? I I was one of those kids that brought stuff into GameStop for freaking store credit. Hey, so, like, I did that once. So I I used to have a much We've larger collection, and then I got a bigger collection starting when I actually started working myself. I actually traded some stuff in for Mario versus Donkey Kong that I streamed earlier today. Oh wow. Because it was duplicates. I had gotten better copies of the Wind Waker and Metroid Prime uh, for GameCube. And then that one destroyed some stuff. Specifically cases, not the actual games. The games were fine. But you know me. He destroyed things. Specifically Wii U-related things, so I took some of that. Because, you know... Mario and Sonic at the Rio Olympics is actually worth money. I did not know that. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a... It's, it's not first party because it was developed by Sega, but it's, you know, it's a Mario. Mario's in it. That's true. Um, but, the like, the big thing, like, moving is just the, like, is, like, part of the... It takes up physical space. And you right. have to have physical space for physical things. And if you yeah. like having lots of physical things, then it takes up lots of physical space. And in this day and age, no one ain't got space. Yeah. Like, I I have been lucky to have, like, space to hold a collection of things. But, like, not everyone has that ability to do that. So, like, yeah. Like, that's, I think, yeah. the biggest drawback is having space. Yeah, like, I have a two-room, like, like, yeah, technically two-room apartment, and, like, it's not big. So, like, I have, you know, I have space to put stuff, but not a whole lot. It's pretty limited. So, like, at some point, I have to, like, when I'm, like, buying a physical game, I have to, like, weigh my options, which I think is why I gravitate towards handheld games. Because it's like, oh, I could just buy a little cartridge and then I could just put it in a box. We're all set. But, like, if I'm buying, like, disc-based games like those because you need the case and everything, like, that can, that adds up. What you need I to mean, do is get one of those CD binders that are gigantic. And then you can God. hold 2 million 200, games. 224 video games in one package. There you but go. But I think that just that just creates a new problem because then that means, like... Then you have to try to, like, look through all of those discs, flip through the pages of that binder until you find the... Like, I mean, I guess you could alphabetize it like you like most people might alphabetize their physical collection, like, in the case. But that's still annoying. Like, that's even more annoying than just having the cases, even though those take up more space. Would um, you rather have a bed or video games? <laughs> 
Is that really like what the ultimatum is? Like that's I have my to ultimatum. I presented to you. I guess I would probably say I'd like the bed. Okay. Well, then guess what you get to have? A giant folder of games. <laughs> ah, that's not fair. Um, <laughs> Alright, so uh, to move on, though, to the next side of things, we got digital games. What are some pros to digital games? Because there are some, I mean, there are, there's a lot of negative things. We can talk about those. But there are some advantages to owning digital games and buying digital games. So what would you say are some of those? I mean, I personally have a couple on off the top of my head, but I'll let somebody else go. Well, it's the opposite of the literal conversation we just had, which is space. All you need is space. the space to have the console and maybe an external hard drive. Yeah. Because if you're going all digital, you'll almost certainly need something like that to like fit all the hard drive games you need. Yeah. Especially if you're uh, playing on a like PS4, Xbox One, or anything newer than that. Uh, because, my god, those games are fucking massive. I could, yeah. like, very... I could very easily see someone being, like... I could see someone having, like, a digital-only Switch. Like, if someone, like, only owned, like, a Switch Lite, and they're, like, always on the go, then, like, I could... Like, if you get a big micro SD, that's all you need. You know? Then you can have, like, all of these games at your disposal in just, like, one little handheld but um not only that but just like the convenience of uh buying digitally like you don't have to leave your house you just need to find your wallet and type in your credit card info well you can say the same thing about uh for that specific part of this you can say the same thing about physical now because i guess that yeah you can order it online you can just order them online but it's, it is more instant yeah, that's what i do it is more instant for yeah a digital because then you can just download it but that's i mean this just gets into a con and i'm just gonna throw it in there is internet you have to have internet um so i think that is true so here's the thing though this also brings up a really big topic and um i am i want to talk a little bit more about this like later when we just have an open discussion but something about physical versus digital games i think needs to be said is that there's like so there's like the early era of when digital games was like an option it's a little bit better for uh physical it's a lot better i should say for physical games because most systems they didn't need all this extra update data or like you know just patches and stuff like that or you know with the ps4 and xbox one generation those just need full installs so like even if you have the physical game this goes back to like a space thing like hard like data space on like your system is that something that might be better about digital now even though there's also a bigger drawback now well i'll get to it is that digital games are going to take up that space regardless so at least you already just have the game just able to be booted up whereas with current gen systems outside of the switch like you have a physical game and you still and you still have to take up space on the system, which I think is kind of a pain in the ass. Because at this point, the the physical media is just the license, just to authenticate that you own it. Yeah. But, well, um, oh, go ahead. Sorry, good. I was just gonna 
move on to cons if so you were... one th- one last thing though i should say that i think is good about digital games that i don't think enough people really mention even though like i think we all can agree is that with physical games it's very hard so like i mentioned aftermarket there's almost always an availability you don't have to worry like you just have to worry about how rare is the game do i want like that's the only thing you have to worry about with physical media buying it because if it's rare you might not be able to find it or you might not be able to find it for a good price but you'll know you'll be able to find it because people are going to be selling that online all the time but with digital games the problem like the even though there's there is the problem that we'll talk about in the cons not only do do you not have to worry about it if it's if it's up on the storefronts do you not have to worry about you know can you even find it but they go on deep sales and i mean deep sales like some of these games you can get for a couple dollars or like pennies depending on what the game is like some of these games go on sale for like 90% off 80% off 50% off sometimes just at a minimum sometimes at least 30 so you can oftentimes find digital games for a lot cheaper than you would physically but you are also waiting on you know what those sales are who's conducting the sale but it is very common to get these things for cheaper so i mean you can say the same thing about physical because a lot of times like it's like you can go and find like a copy of battle battlefield one for like a dollar yeah like that like that's a game that you can just find for a dollar you can find a physical copy of games for dollars like pretty cheap you do have to run into like was this game something that was very popular and so there was like millions of copies sold yeah and then you also have to like look into like like is it good uh but you can still find like physical games on like super deep discounts um titanfall 2 is a game that you can find physically for like 10 bucks or less and that's like a fantastic game so like this the super deep discount goes both ways well, fair, but, like, my thing is, is, like, a lot of the time when you find, like, big sales on, like, physical games, like, it's either stuff that, like, so, like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of how to say this. So, like, the, the thing, the, it, go ahead. I was going to say the thing about uh, deep sales on physical product is that it's not going to be for everything. It's going to be for a lot of, like, really common, like, shit that sold millions of copies like if you're like a plus to digital buying is that unless it's like a temporary ad like fucking mario 3d all-stars like once a game is on a digital market it's there until the store closes like and you're not necessarily going to be able to find like a physical copy of like something you're looking for very easily if it's like an older game like not necessarily anyway yeah and i think the thing with a physical game is like you will be able to find a lot of physical games for cheap but i find more often than not the really big like like low priced physical games are that cheap because they are used it is like typically like i typically well i mean you'll you'll obviously like we've had we've seen stuff where like you know games that are out both physically and digitally like right now you can find them they'll have like comparable sales for both physical and digital 
but like a lot of the really time like the times where you can get really cheap physical games like i'm saying like ten dollars or less like most commonly it's like either like they're clearing out clearance or it's secondhand but i think that's a like i don't know that's not necessarily like like just saying like you can find digital stuff for dirt cheap is is like not inherently not there with the physical product. I mean, with the physical, you have to take into account that you can find things secondhand. That's what I mean. One of the pros well, that's we've the, said. Yeah, I so, I think that's like, the point I was trying to make is that like with the digital, like it's going to be a game that like you don't have to worry about the condition of the game. It's going to be that cheap, but it's also going to be a game that's just going to operate. Like a lot of the cheap, like the games that go that cheap physically, it's because. Like I said earlier, like, yeah, you might find a, something on clearance, but a lot of time it's, like, stuff that's, like, secondhand, so you have to be like, oh, is this in, con- in good enough condition that's going to run? Well, if you're going through uh, a retailer, you don't have to worry about that because you can do returns if it doesn't work. Even if it's just for store credit. If you're just buying shit from random people online, yeah. But that's... That's a different story, I think. Yeah. Because you can't buy random shit, like digital shit, from people. I mean, you can buy a fucking system from someone that has digital stuff on it. And then you don't know if you can use it, so. Yeah. Alright, cons of digital media. Number one, Landon's Wii U. That's all you need to say. Yeah. I'm focusing on you. You want to you want to talk about this? Cuz I mean, me? You... No, 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 I'm focusing on Landon. Oh. We can't <laughs> I can't see what you're doing because I just see all three of us equal. I oh, don't know if you're, you're not... focusing. Well, okay. yeah, no, I'm focusing I'm focusing on Landon. Okay. I mean, so everyone knows last year the e-shops for the 3DS and Wii U died. Well, if your system dies you lose all of that whatever so if you have like a large digital collection guess what poof you don't have it anymore but i mean there's other examples of that as well now in certain cases if the store is still open you can still access your digital store then you can still yeah you can still access your account and re-download everything but if it's like a dead store on something like the Wii U, then, yeah, you can't... If if your system bricks, then that's it. Everything is gone. Yeah. The only system... Or... System. The, the only platform in which this really isn't an issue is PC. Because as... I don't see Steam not being a thing anytime in the near future... So, like, if your PC dies, then, you know, you still have your Steam library at you can access make, at all times. You can make the argument, though, like, what if uh, your, like, Steam account got hacked and you lose access to that? Like, that's completely. also true. So, like, that's another, like, account security is, like, another thing that could happen. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, that's that's also, like, a we could, like, bring up pros and or comp not pro there's no pro to losing your games regardless of if they're physical or digital i don't know why i'm saying pro but i'm saying like that could also bring up the debate of like 
it's possible to lose both physical or digital games, which like there's there's no there's no and it and it it might be, you know, carelessness on your own part. It might be because, you know, maliciousness, you know, someone either stealing from you or hacking your account in the case that Landon brought up. But like that it, unfortunately, that's kind of like a con that can be that can, it can go either way. Like you can lose games. Can false come out. So I mean, it's the same as like deep it's, sale. It's the cuts. same as yeah. It's the same yeah. as the deep sale cut. Like on the surface level, yeah, there was a point that like one of us was making, but yeah, like you can you can just lose your games. It doesn't yeah. matter if they're physical or digital. There, there's I, going to be something that can happen to either one. I feel like it's way more likely for like a single. I mean, I guess it depends on where you live, but I feel like it's way more likely for a system to just brick than it is for like a physical collection to just go completely missing so yes and no but i think we're like going too extreme i think the thing is is that you are more likely to lose one singular game at a time than a whole collection at once but exactly but at the same time if you lose a digital library you are losing the whole library all at once most of the time it's not likely yeah. that, like, like yes, okay, so there is, like, the debate that a lot of, and you know what, let's just get right into it, because this is around the point where we're opening the discussion up. So, there has been a concern that, you know, even though you have a digital license for a game, they can still revoke that for some reason, and take that stuff away. Now, we haven't actually experienced this with games yet, but that doesn't mean it can't happen. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't mean that, like, one day... You know, maybe because of the way that systems, uh, infra- system online infrastructure works, that doesn't mean that you know maybe someday you have a game and they can't take the game away at some point. Like it's likely not going to happen, but it's 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 still possible. But if you lose a system like that, you lose yeah you lose the whole library. It's just gone, and that's something that makes physical games better. Is that you know yeah you got to make sure that you take care of them, you got to make sure that you store them, you got to make sure you remember where they are. But you're probably only going to lose, like, one game every here and there, like, just due to carelessness. Whereas, like, with a digital game, like, with what land, happened to Landon, the whole thing's just gone. Like, he can't recover. How many games did you have digitally? Like, God. A shitload. Um. I mean, that. Re- a lot. This is, re- this is related to a question that I was probably going to ask at some point. But, like, the Wii U was, like, the one system that Landon, like, for at, at a certain, like, at a point in time was only buying so, digital games. Not for the just most part. that one. I'll, I'll go into it. And this is, I think, one of my, like, main, like, points as to a, like, digital person versus a physical. And that's um, when I was just, like, high school. So, like, just like end of high school to like early college, I lived in a remote earth town. Like we like we didn't get a big chain store until I was a senior in high school. That's when we got a Walmart. We didn't have like any like video games. Like there was like a local video game store for a little bit. They sold not much, um, and they didn't last very long. And so how like, how old how uh how far back was this again? Like what like year? Um, uh, to put it in perspective, uh, two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. Okay, so like while there was online storefronts, they weren't as robust as we have now. 
Yes. So, uh, so let's just to put that and, in perspective for everybody. So yeah. So like for something that I could walk to because I I we uh public transit from the town I was living in to like the other two major towns was very limited. Um, it was like very case by case. I would have to like ask a friend or a parent for a ride because I didn't drive. Um, like to get physical media was pretty hard. So like I was getting, I got a PS3 after like the PS3 became mine and like a, the Wii U came out and I had just gotten a 3DS. Those three systems were primarily digital systems for the most part at that point. Because it was more convenient for me to download stuff than it was to, like, order stuff or uh, go to a store to buy it. Uh, so, like... Yeah, that makes... Yeah. Like, that's... that was Yeah, that makes sense. That was the big thing, is that's what happened. And then I moved to where I could go and walk within, like, four miles. There was three GameStops, a Best Buy... Fred Myers to Walmarts. So like I could just yeah. get shit. Oh, and then a local game yeah. store uh, like was like also within walking distance. So like it just became like more convenient for me to shift over to like physical media. Physical media. Yeah. And it also helped that I started getting a, a store discount at that's that's different. <laughs> yeah. Um, um so but it's with- like it's a person's, I feel like a person's means com- becomes, like, the the big thing is, like, I, I couldn't really get the stuff versus now I could. So that's why I switched, like, back more into getting physical media. I still had a shit ton of stuff on the Wii U because also they were doing that, like, for the first year or two years, you got, like, points back for buying stuff digitally. They had the, like... It wasn't called Beat Bastard Program, but it was, like, whatever. If you bought, like, a Wii U at launch, the Deluxe Edition, the the black, the 32-gigabyte model, like, they gave you, like, points back. So I was like, oh, perfect. I don't have to order things online. I can just do it here and, like, get basically rewards points back to save money on future purchases. That works. So I was incentivized by Nintendo to just download things. And then, yeah. I had a lot of games. That's that's that is another good point. Is like that's and that's something that they still do. Like with Nintendo's like gold points, is that and this is physical or digital. Like when you redeem the game, then you get points, and those points can be used towards digital purchases off the eShop. So you know there might be stuff where like you basically have like you know quote unquote online store credit that you could use for you know whatever purchases. Now it does take a little bit of time to build that up, but still. I think with me, when it comes to whether I want a digital or a physical game, it actually really just comes down to, like, what is the game? Because, like, there's some games that I just... Like, there's some games that you can... Obviously, there's games you can only get digitally because they don't get a physical release. Or they don't get a physical release until much later. And I'll say or, that's one one pro for digital, real quick, that we didn't touch on. Is we've gotten a lot more games because people can, like, just push games to these digital storefronts, they don't have to rely on a company to, like, market and create physical media yeah. as much. Like, that was, like, required during the 80s, 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. 
and even to okay. like some of the early uh, 2010s. Like it was required to have physical media. It's like indie games were pretty much like limited to just like PC downloads for the longest time. You had to and or hope and, that a company and they were like, never picked you up. And they were never sold for money. Like, they were always just free downloads. Yeah, you had to, like, really hope, like, a company picked you up. Or you had enough, like, cash to just do it. Like, Shantae for the Game Boy. Yeah. But then, yeah, sorry, you yeah. go back to yours. I, I know I cut but, it. But, uh, no, 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 that's a good point. I was actually going to bring that up. Is like, okay. that is a thing where, like, we were talking about, like, mostly just as consumers. Yeah. But, like, from a developer standpoint, you know, digital is an option that sometimes that's all you have. Mm-hmm. As a but, as so, a developer, you have made a game once. It is out there in the world. You can go find it. It's still but, technically yeah. still technically not lost media yet. I haven't removed it not, from Dropbox. Not yet. not yet. It's still. Uh, I so like for me, it depends on the game, and it's kind of like a so like sometimes I just kind of see a game on the eShop because like I'm browsing it, and like it's a game that I've just never seen like like physically like when i'm out at a store and like it's not something i'm gonna go out of my way to like go hunt down on like you know online so like sometimes i'll just come across it on the eShop and i'll just get it but sometimes there's games that are like bite-sized games that are easy to jump into and i just for some of those i prefer those digitally because it's like you know maybe i'm waiting for a download for another game to finish or like an installation for a game or maybe i you know, just only have like five or 10 minutes of time before I need to go do something. And then like, maybe I could just put on Puyo Puyo Tetris and just like play Puyo Puyo for like five minutes. So I have like that game digitally, for example, because it's just convenient to have it. Dig that goes back to the convenience thing, but it's just kind of like a more uh, specific case where it's like certain games I enjoy having digitally because I don't want to have to go hunt it down because the point of me wanting to play it is that I just have it right there. But there are some games where, like, if I'm going to spend, like, an hour, two hours at a time playing this game, I don't really need to have it digitally because I know I'm just going to be focusing on that game for a while so I can just get it physically. It's, like, it's no big deal for me. I know that's... It's a weird mindset, but it is something that, like, I look at. It's, like, if I'm going to get the game, like... Am I, is it going to be something I might want to play in like little bits and pieces or is it a game that I will probably be sitting down and playing for a decent duration of time? Uh, to be fair, I had a similar reasoning for uh, getting Animal Crossing uh, New Leaf digitally at first. Um, and this is another fun story. This is another maybe con to, to digital. Um, but for the for the purpose was it was a game I always wanted to have access to didn't matter because it was something you would check in with daily doesn't matter how long I was going to check in I could play it for four hours or I could play it for 10 minutes but it was something that you know it was something you come back to a ton regardless of the amount of time it was like oh I it's way more convenient to just have that and then whatever main game I'm playing that's in the cartridge slot and then my 3ds broke and I lost all the save data. Because it was a digital mm. copy. Yeah. I forgot that happened to your 3DS as well. Yeah. I've had a lot of good luck with uh, Nintendo systems. Yeah. And hey. That's another thing. 
I'm, I'm That's hoping another my thing switch dies next. <laughs> what was that? Then it'll really be a failed system. Uh, that, that's another big con to digital games. It's just like when you lose your game, when your system bricks, then you lose your save data as well. So, so I mean, that is now nowadays I mean, that is a thing that also happens to the physical media. I mean, yeah, true. But if we're going based off of like older stuff, where you had like a separate like memory card for systems with memory yeah. cards or the console like like the console would write the save data to the cartridge itself so you could switch it between consoles then yes if you're going in that specific well, frame of time but like nowadays like I lost all my the Wind Waker data even though I have a physical copy for that for the Wii U yeah that's true yeah I was gonna say so like it really so that's something that's more of like a system by system basis because different systems handle that differently. Like with cartridge based stuff except the switch, some for because the switch is a little different. Like all the cartridges, it's like it's always like the save is on that cartridge. So if that physical media dies, then so does the game. But there's weird things that happen like with like the Wii U where like it's you know, and other like disc based stuff frequent more frequently is like the game might die but the save is tied to the system or a peripheral that plugs into the system. So, you know, if the physical media dies, like, you could just go get another copy. Like, you don't lose the save. Yeah, if I scratch and up then, my copy of The Wind Waker now, I still have the save data on we, we Other. And what, another what, thing that... Uh, that um, Now, this is... Now, obviously, unfortunately, this is something that is a, something else we could talk about, but I do want to bring up that there are also the option for cloud saves. And depending on which platform you're on, um, you know, with Steam, it, like, depends on the game, but you can just do cloud saves. And then with, um, you know, but with, like, you know, uh, Xbox and PlayStation and Switch, like, the cloud saves, it, it also depends on the game, but you also usually have to, like, do, like, you know, their subscription service to access those saves. Give but, them money. But if you have access to that system, like, or, and by system, I mean, if you have access to that service, then, you know, even if you lose, like, your whole, like, the whole system dies, like, you can still get that save back. You'll still lose the game, unfortunately, if it's a digital game. But, like, the saves, I think they've kind of realized that, like, you need to have at least a way to retain your saves. Because if nothing else, people don't want to have to restart their games all over again. Yes. But I mean, which like with with like the Wii U, unfortunately, they didn't quite have that. So like, you know, the save was on the system and, you know, if the system dies, that's it. Yeah. But now, like that's that's not even a problem, depending on what you're doing. Um, now, I will say during its lifetime, you could call Nintendo and have them move the account. And I think they might still be able to somehow tie it over. But like. It's dead, dead now. It just, it's happened. So, yeah. Um, Al in the comments actually does make a good point. Um, a lot of the, the uh, current systems and the last gen, uh, the last two gens, uh, so PS3 you could also do this on, is you could just copy the save data to a 
USB drive, so it was, like, another one where you could have the physical, like, peripheral, like a memory card, like you could, uh, and then just store that. Um, yeah. So that's going not like a current stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, like, it's not proprietary, but it's still a method to have a physical backup of something. Yeah. Moral of the story is, don't have a 2 terabyte external hard drive in a Wii U, and buy probably a hundred games if I had to guesstimate. I had a I bought a lot of indie titles. I had a lot of virtual console titles. I had a lot of stuff that was still only through the Wii Shop channel. And I had a lot of just retail stuff that I bought through it. That's that's so much to lose. I think the my biggest regret is that I lost access to Lost Wins. Oh yeah, that's which, true. Which I never got to do the the LP for the first game. Now, did you guys two. have uh, Jack? Do you, I mean Landon and I have actually already like kind of gone into it? But do you, has there ever been like a case by case basis for you, like examples of like choosing whether to get something digitally or physically like that? I very briefly, uh, and this wasn't even like an every time thing. It was more or less just like a. Sometimes I bought digital when I felt like it, and sometimes I bought physical, but the only system I ever really even partially did that for was the Wii U, and that was mostly because I had a 2 terabyte external hard drive, which is way more than I ever needed for the Wii U. Like, absolute overkill. But I bought quite a fair bit of digital games through the Wii U. Um... I bought a decent amount of 3DS games digitally as well. Not a ton, but like five or six retail games, I think. But uh, aside from that, though, I've mostly just stuck to physical for as long as I can remember. Just because I I like physical games. That's pretty much the long and short of it. You guys went silent. Now, now you're making me feel like I have to say something. No, else. no, no. I, I mean, honestly, I'm just I'm trying to think because like a lot of the things that you can say. So the thing that it boils down to is like with physical and digital media, like there's a lot of topics that people have basically already kind of covered as to like why like and a lot in a lot of the cases like, yes, physical media is going to be better because, you know, you don't have to worry about like losing everything all at once and you know not having the rights to the game anymore for some reason and like it's but i think that so so it's just that's i think that's why we like paused is because like there's only so much more you can add to that discussion i had a few things that i was trying to think of and i think i was like trying to touch on them in the middle earlier and i think i forgot what i was going to (laughs) was going to go with so, um, as far as, so like one thing that I wanted to touch back on though, is the fact that, so one of the reasons why, you know, I, I do want to go back to this kind of topic. So one of the things that has come up is that people are very concerned with digital that you won't always be able to own your games. You are technically First, in some cases, like especially with more recent systems, you are just renting them. Like if they could like revoke your right to that game, the license to that game at any point. Because the thing is, was with like physical media, 
like it's once they've like shipped the game out like once they've released copies of this game it's already out there like it's you can't like unship a game like you can't tell everybody who's bought a physical copy of the game no you have to send that copy back to us we're recalling the game like they that that's just so something that to that i mean mean, they can do it to reach they can do it to retailers for like they can do it to retailers but nowadays lots and lots and lots of games have huge online components and they can just turn the servers off that is true too. So it doesn't matter if you have a digital or a physical copy. You that lose access to large portions of games or the entire game if it's just a like mostly internet-based game. And you know what? I think that's a really good topic that we can start diving into is that there's been a problem recently where they do what are effectively online-only games. You have to always have access to that game and as soon as they shut the servers down like and that's sort of a, a problem with um with like mobile games most of all they're pretty much almost always that like yeah you have like your offline like ports of stuff like you'll have like the sonic remaster or like old final fantasy the dragon quest games like you know those are those are going to be more like you only lose access if they randomly decide to take them off the store but if you haven't deleted them off your account you can i mean and if you haven't deleted them off the device like i mean Remember when, like, Flappy Bird went down and, like, the phones that had Flappy Bird on them started selling for a ton of money? Yeah. Because I mean, the you, same couldn't thing, get, you couldn't the, get the game anymore. It was the same thing with uh, PT. Right. Yeah. You could sell a PS4 for a good amount of money. But, yeah. No, that's, that is a... I mean, I feel like that's a totally different topic. It's, like... Uh, yeah. We just got into it because we like flowed into it, but I feel like online service games is just that's its own ball. It is. And I, I don't really I mean I don't really think we're going to end up doing a podcast like exclusively on those though. Okay. Because, like, so then digital don't, versus don't... physical and online service games, here we go. We we might as well just I mean... open that can of worms up because like that is a problem that is kind of like, because for a long time, it really was just like, you know, digital versus physical media. But now we do have to contend with this third third member, this like triple threat match the, with online only like live service games. The ugly cousin live service. I don't know what you guys so. are talking about. I don't have Disgusting. a problem. It's is fine. that Dokkan battle? It'll live forever. What else would it be? I mean, there's a game. There are some games that are probably going to last for an extremely long time. And Dokkan I mean, like, Battle is one of those. I think it's in like 10 years now. I think. Yeah, it's, it's, get, it's, it's getting like, there. No, no, no. It's like, I think I think this was it's either it's ninth or 10th year, like, anniversary. I was going to say. I want to say it's ninth year. Yeah. yeah wasn't it, I think it was January? I think it was January. Uh, was its ninth year for uh, Japan. January 30th, 2015. Yeah, so, like, nine years. It'll, and it makes enough money that it'll at least last ten years. It's pro- It'll probably last yeah. another ten years, to be honest. It'll, like, it'll probably outlive me. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna be on your deathbed, and you're gonna be like, I need Dokkan Battle one last time. Okay. <laughs> now, I'll say, addiction aside... 
we'll put that away for now because you know <laughs> may or may not be an addiction who knows I, no one's ever going to tell me one way or the other i find myself liking like the live service stuff more less like less and less like and i wasn't super huge into them to begin with but like just like the commitment to playing like even something that's like mostly online has just like fallen i feel feel like behind for me maybe that's just like the world i live in now cuz like even like stuff like splatoon that is not an online service game but has a strong online component to it yeah i don't know the last time i played splatoon 3 I haven't and even played th- the story for Splatoon 2. And now this is something that we could debate that's kind of only tangentially related, but it is a problem with, like, it's it's almost like they're trying to kill off physical media with this sort of design oh, to yeah. game, like, aspect of game design. Because by constantly having a game that needs to update all the time, a game that needs, you know, constant patches... Or, you know, they add lots of DLC or, you know, that's just like you said, maybe they don't actually like update it to like super often, but it is still a live service game and you have to be online to play it a lot. You know, even if you have a physical game, like what does that mean if it's literally just a physical version of the license to play the game and you still need to, you know, always have that sort of service connection it's like you're basically you're owning like 90% of an online game or a digital game that just has a physical aspect to how you own it. The it's, only hope you have is that someone sets up a fan server. Right. And that's it. And thankfully and thankfully I mean there's communities that are that like dedicated that that sort of thing happens cuz like I don't know if you guys know about it but the DS Pokemon games they have created fan servers that restore everything. You can access the battle tower in like Diamond and Pearl. You can access the event Pokemon distributions from all the games. You can do like the online medals for Black 2 and White 2. Like if it had an online element to it, there is a fan community that has restored all of that. And that's something that like you are go- like increasingly as time goes on we'll have to rely more on communities for these games to keep them playable depending on like how much of the game relies on this sort of thing which yeah um which it, it's unfortunately it's like an aspect of just development less so you know physical or digital like which is better sort of thing but like like older games having it physically is just great because it's like you just have the game and then you just play the game and like that's it like that you know maybe there might be situations with like street fighter or some other game where like maybe you want to have make sure you have the best release of the game because they had multiple releases and those have extra content or you know tweak things or something but most of the time you buy the physical game and it you just have the whole game but like newer games like you don't so that's that that's just an aspect of that that makes that kind of muddies the whole physical and digital debate quite a lot but it is something that's intertwined with the topic because of just how games are developed now nintendo psa real quick related trust me don't worry why 
do you release Pokemon with DLC when one of the DLC is not out yet, so you have to still download it? Why would you... Why? Why would you sell Mario Kart 8 with the Deluxe Pass, except it only has five of the six passes on the cartridge? Why do you do this to me? Dumb as fuck. It, it really is. It's like, why... And th- that is another thing. It's like when we were talking about DLC, it's like if they're going to release a definitive version that has all the DLC, why are they not waiting till that last DLC is out? Just wait, wait the two months and then I would own a Japanese copy of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe with all of the DLC if it had all of the DLC and not a voucher yeah. code for fuck or like just Wait update six. the game for part six. It's like. No. <laughs> and actually, have everything this, on the cartridge, you cowards. Yeah. This this is a good story that I wanted to mention. So I used to work the electronics department at my store, and there was a customer I had who would come in very frequently, and I would thankfully be you know knowledgeable enough to be able to explain you know what is and what isn't to him, because he doesn't have internet access on any of his game systems, none of them. So, you know, he'll ask is like, can you play this game offline? And it's sad because like, as time goes on, it's like more and more of those games. It's like, well, kind of, yeah, but like, there's this stuff that you have to connect online to. But like, there used to, you know, that used to not be that much of a problem. Like there are quite a few games where like, and a lot of the time it's Nintendo Switch games that are published by Nintendo or at least a third party that knows what they're doing you'll be able to be like, oh yeah, no, this this game is just on the card. There you go, just buy and play it. But like, back when um, Spyro Reignited Trilogy came out, I remember, as excited as I am for that game, and as much as I like the games themselves, it is asinine that the game itself, like the physical copy of the game, is just the first game. You have to download the other two games. What's the point of having the physical game? This is when it launched, and this is still the case. Like, if you want to buy the game, if or if you want to buy the game physically, that's cool. But you don't actually get to play two or three unless you do the download. Yeah, I yeah cannot wait for the death of the P- like we the PS3 is still technically around. There's PS3 games that are like this. There's PS4 games that are way more like this. Like, once once these systems, like, cease as far as, like, online connectivity and everything, you can't download updates, there are some hot garbage games that you can... that you won't have the ability to play, like, the actual game. Like, yep. Cyberpunk. That's a game yeah. that it- if you buy the physical game... And that's all. You don't have updates. But one, I don't that know if you is... can even play it because you have to have, a, I think, an update to even play it. <laughs> and then two, yeah. if you do manage to play it without having to have the update, it is hot mess. And you yep. need the updates in order to like experience what everyone has experienced at this point. And the only way they'd be able to remedy that is if they eventually released like a physical version that had all that stuff on it, but like they probably won't do that until like a really long time from now. You know what? They released 
a uh, PS5 Series X version of Cyberpunk with Phantom Liberty. Guess what is okay. a digital voucher? The Are you kidding me? Are you no. is this real? Oh my god. It's real. So, I, hey, maybe the disc has like some of those updates on it so you can like have a, a better experience with that, but it's like the point to pay $60 for this is, you know, the Phantom Liberty crap. So, yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. It's a perfect world we live in and uh nothing nothing wrong nothing wrong at all we don't live in like a hellscape where our games have less and less value as new games are released that don't even have the complete game anymore that's it's great what about download code only boxes the absolute hellish combination of digital only versus physical that's a that is a topic we should definitely talk about because that 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 does track with this with today's podcast oh my god it pisses me off so much it's like, like there's literally what is, no point to a physical what release. What is the point? It The point is for a grandmother to have a gift on Christmas or a birthday. That's pretty much it. That is the point. I know that is not the point you would like it to have, Jack. But that's the truth. But that's really it's the like, point. That's why they make Fortnite code-in boxes with DLC skins. Oh my god. Yep. Is that, so... They can gift Fortnite. That's and it. It's it's <sighs> yep. No, that that's that really is true. Because like, there's been so many times where like, I'd have customers that would like come in and like, they they were trying to get Fortnite for their kid because they didn't know that it was actually really just a downloadable game. It's free to play. But that exactly free to play. The only reason why there's these physical these physical cases. With the is just just for the just for the skins. That's it, just for the extra little content pack. That like they don't need like they. I've literally told like parents because they'll be like, "Oh, my kid wants Fortnite." I'd be like, "Yeah, you could just go download that for free. It's like on the store. You can just get it." They'd be like, "Wait, what? Really? What's this over here?" Then I'd be like, "That's just a, a content pack. It just adds more to the game. You don't need it. Just go download it." My favorite part about these is it says in big fucking words on a lot of them like dlc only or like no disc or something and then download code only these people just like buy it and then they come back and they're like there's no game in here there's no game in here and i go it's like close the box and then show them the thing that says says up top on it can i return it no you opened it and the it sucks too because it's like like, yes, we can be mad at like someone being stupid for that, but that is predatory behavior on oh, yeah. the part oh, yeah. of the comp of the industry trying to do this. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, dis- oh no! Like, I know you know. Let's let we're, I'm, just I'm not to establish it's with a the good listeners. thing. It's it's bad. It's very but, bad. But like, it's it it just it's not fun for anyone really the only anyone. Th- the, the only person that it benefits is the people making the money off the sale that's it like you know the the, the company that made that put that game out there and by i mean game in quotes because like with fortnite it's not even a game it's like they're, they're the only ones that win here yeah you me the kid that was supposed to get that like we all lose everyone loses yeah 
No, but like building off of what Jack was saying, like it really does suck that there are games, like full games, like Mortal Kombat 11, I think on Switch, not the regular game, but like the Aftermath version when they like did like yeah, that all one of the was extra a digital code and box. Yeah, the whole game with the extra content, like not even just not even just the download code for just the extra content, no, the whole thing. Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl 2 is a code and yep. box. Um, yep. Lego 2K Drive, when that first came out, was a code and box. And then they put out a physical cartridge for it. So weird. Yeah. There, there you go. There's. And, like, I. And it, it baffles me because, like, obviously the only reason they're doing this is because there are people that don't shop for games online. So they don't have any other means to buy the game besides going into a store because they, they don't know how. Like, there are people that don't know how to do this. Or people so, like, that only have them. cash. Like, exactly. Like, people don't that forget, only have like, cash. Yes. There's people that still only use cash, so, like, that's their only option. So that is the only reason why these things exist. Because, like, otherwise, it's like if you were to sell a game without a physical media, like, you could just just have it on the eShop or just have it on the PlayStation Store or just have it on Steam, but, like, but what really, like, irks me is how ugly the cases for these games are because of that. Like, it, it is... It has never gotten, like, it, it's gotten slightly better, but even, like, the games that have, like, huge installs... Do you remember for the Switch, like, the NBA games that had, like, the huge banner across the top that was, like, requires download? And it's this. It's yeah. this. Yeah, I was gonna say it's the same banner. The banner where they put the the where it says you know download only if it's like for Fortnite and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's, it's 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 huge banner. Just takes up like a whole like nice quarter or third of the. It's like closer to a quarter, but like yeah. a huge chunk of it's the top, a large portion, and it's ugly. And that is something that is another problem with how games are distributed now is like even when you have physical games if they have that download component to them it makes owning the physical game less desirable because you don't want to look at that ugly piece of shit on your shelf like like I, at that point i just wouldn't even buy the game like i'm not gonna buy nickelodeon all-star brawl 2 on my switch just to see that shit on my box like no it's rough i've I was going to say, I actually, that was legitimately, I'm not going to lie, that was legitimately why I didn't buy Nick All-Star Brawl 2 on the Switch a little while back. When I had a bunch of extra money come in, I was looking for games to get, and I ultimately was, like, thinking of, you know, games I was going to buy. And, like, I looked at, like, Super Mario RPG and, like, a couple other games, and then I was like, oh, Nick All-Star Brawl 2 is out. And then I looked at it, and I was like, I don't like that box. That box is really ugly. Mm-mm, I'm not getting that. Yeah. It's a it's a thing. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, this was a much this is probably bound to be a much shorter discussion because there's only much so much we could say, but was there anything else we want to add to this whole discussion before we kind of move on to uh Oh yeah, we have um we have a second topic actually. We do. I didn't get a link we, I didn't get a link for yeah. it, but I'll 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 try and grab a link. Um, Did you guys want to... Well, I'll say... I'll just do a recap real quick for the digital versus physical. I don't think... I think for me personally, I like having the physical media. So I like 
the like physical but i i don't discourage anyone who wants to do digital only just know that there are pros and cons to whatever you choose and i hope you've come to a point in your life where you've made the the choice that works better for you right so haven't at this point now's a good time yeah yeah i i'll say for my final thoughts on the matter i think that there's a place for both but you really have to like it's it's not a simple cut and dry case like by and large for like a lot of situations you'll probably want to just have a physical copy but that's not always the case because sometimes the way that they're making games nowadays you lose either way so just pick whichever works best for you i think essentially and it's like even companies that like tote like we like bringing digital only experiences to physical like limited run sometimes those don't even have the complete thing on the cartridge or disc so and it's also really right. fun to just wait for something to come out physically if it be a year or more later but that helps i think myself in the long run gives me less games i have to worry about Okay, Game Informer's got a really good article on this. So before we jump into the other topic that ended up uh, giving us something extra to talk about today, um, Landon and I have to go get stuff. So Jack is going to talk at you about our socials and stuff like that. Hi, that's me. Folks, I'm Jack of the Gaming Stooges. You may know me from the Gaming Stooges. And I'm here to talk to you about our ad read. Uh, we have Patreon, patreon.com slash gamingstooges, where you can subscribe to our either $3 tier for just for general support and also for voting power in polls that happen on the Patreon or the Golden Stooge tier, which is $6, where you get voting power, you get exclusive content like tierless videos, uh, Pathfinder shit. Uh, we have member shoutouts. We have two right now. I would like to give a shout out to both Zucchini and Pixel, who are in the six dollar tier right now. So shout outs to those two. Um, we have a Discord. Join our Discord. Uh, you, we have a Twitch here. If you're, oh, we have a YouTube. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, we have YouTube here. It's all Gaming Stooges. It's all Gaming Stooges everywhere. Um, that was pretty much it. I've run out of things to say, and they are taking longer than I thought they would. So, has anybody had any good sandwiches lately? Or how was everyone's day? How is everyone doing today? See if there's anything else I can squeeze out of this. Um, we got streams going on right now. Uh, right now we're doing The Wind Waker with Landon and me. We're doing Apollo Justice with all three of us. Uh, Landon streamed Mario vs. Donkey Kong earlier today. Uh, that was cool. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, then earlier today is as of when we're recording this, which is February 22nd. Oh, thank God. Cloud is back and I can stop rambling. Hi, Cloud. 
Save me. Save me. Save me. Hi, Cloud. Hi, Jack. Did you already get? Ramp. Did you already get yeah, through I, all of the? Yeah, I ran out of things to save fairly quickly. Wow, and you did the shoutouts and everything too. Yes, I'm so I did. proud. I'm so proud of you. You can you can ask the the Twitch chat. I did everything. Nice, epic. All right, so uh, I'm just gonna go. Actually, no, I have to wait for Landon because Landon wants my reaction. He's back. Okay, yeah. cool. Landon's back. Thank God. What? What's up, bitch? What? Oh. I, I, I just got back a moment ago. What? We're just greeting you. Oh. Apparently, Jack already ran right through all of the stuff he had to say long before we got back. Yeah. Did you fill You time? guys took a while. Yeah, a little bit. I talked about our streams that we were doing. Oh. I asked I mean, about sandwiches. Oh, okay. Okay, there you go. Yeah, you all did right. the good stuff. Uh, yeah. Lena, did you want me to go first? Okay. So... Um, I don't have everything that was shown that was sent to me, but Landon sent a bunch of basically a Tillamook care package. And it, he got me, uh, I've shown, I didn't show it off, but like I used, um, some of these like snack, uh, black pepper cheese slices for like cracker sandwiches recently. And he also got me some shredded cheese, which I've been using here and there. I used some on waffle fries. Earlier, I put it on this, like, Totino's pizza to give it some extra cheese. But this time, I have Tillamook farm-style cream cheese. I've never had a cream cheese bagel in my life. This is going to be my first time doing it. I can't believe this. I've, I'm not a cream cheese guy. The only time I've ever used cream cheese uh, was to mix it with uh oreos to make oreo truffles and i would like freeze those and then and, like i dip them in chocolate freeze them and then you know make a dessert out of them so this is going to be the very first time i do this landon you can share stuff while i'm getting this ready oh hey folks i have uh, i posted in the spoilers a little bit ago but i have the from the chocolate collection brownie batter from tillamook Alright, let's dig in. I, I I choose not to react because I don't want to react to things that I can't have. Hmm. It is... Oh, there's the chunks. Okay. It is chocolate. There is chocolate chunk in there. If you're watching this live, you can see that chunk. Maybe. I don't know if you can tell. But it's in there. You're just making me hungry. We can export the VOD too as well. Okay, so my first cream oh, cheese bagel. Good. This is good. The cream cheese has really got a nice texture, a nice taste to it. I don't know why. I guess you know what it is. I've always worried that like if I got like a brand of cream cheese that's just like not good, I would just not enjoy it. But it's well, good. Well, guess what? You've got a good brand of. <laughs> you got mm -hmm. a good brand. Now you know. Thanks, Landon. You're welcome. Good. Happy early birthday. Yeah. It's a good birthday present. Nice Tillamook care package. I will say, I didn't get everything I wanted to get him, because... I'll explain. So, oh. among the things he was getting me, there was also supposed to be peanut butter chocolate Tillamook ice cream. 
they didn't give me the Tillamook brand because I guess they didn't have it. So even though they didn't notify him to be like, hey, they don't have the right one. Is it okay if we get this instead? No, instead of doing that, they just straight up gate sent out and gave me uh, Breyer's brand, which it's pretty good, but like, that's not the Tillamook brand. And I'm pretty sure the Tillamook brand's more expensive. So hopefully they right. didn't charge you for the Tillamook brand and then give me the Breyer's brand. Uh, I looked back at it and I got a refund for whatever the difference okay, was. Okay, so that's good. Yeah. That's good. Briar, Briars ain't shit compared to Tillamook. Yeah. Uh, but I did. I didn't try it yet. I'm going to try it tomorrow night on stream. I personally bought some Tillamook ice cream. Not the brand that Landon, or not the brand, not the flavor that Landon was uh, intending to get me. Because I didn't want to have two whole tubs of ice cream of the same flavor. So I got a, a, uh, a flavor that I'll reveal when I try it out tomorrow night on the Apollo stream. He hasn't even told me what it is. And I got him a I birthday present. I haven't. Because I want you to be a surprise too. Uh, I'm eat my chocolate. Upset. <laughs> this is really good though, folks. I can't. I'm going to share it in the private. Jack, can you start us off with the, uh, we've got a new, we've got a second topic that we're going to cover today. Hey, everybody. Earlier today, and by earlier today, I mean today, February 21st. Yes. uh, There was a Nintendo Direct for the Partner Showcase, and we're going to talk about the games that got shown off there. I'm going to learn some things because I did not watch it. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really. The only thing I fucking heard about today on Twitter was how Mother 3 was not coming to North America, North America Nintendo Switch Online. And I'm yep. like, all right, yeah, I get it. But like, what else actually showed up? And I know about a few things. So we get to have Jack's live reaction while he tells us what got revealed. Well, I will say, before we we get into that, because you just brought it up, there was a couple of things brought up in the Japan one besides Mother 3. Um, What what is it? Ray Renesis? Something like that. Raid Shadow Legends? Raid Shadow Legends uh, got announced for the Nintendo Switch. Hell yeah. Um, No, it was like a... There's like an action RPG that got announced. Um but only on the Japanese one. It looks really cool. There was uh, the free-to-play version of the Depmament is coming to the Switch. Um, and then they showed off um, a new expansion for Dragon Quest X. I know there's a, probably one or two other things. Those are the things that stuck out to me that were like shown off on that one, but not ours. Most importantly, the Depmament, which we watched the trailer for live on twitch during my stream all right now you can i'm not start. gonna lie i was i was excited i thought it was funny when like i shared that news with you and you dropped everything you were like what i have to see this yeah <laughs> stop it's true. the stream it was great go watch go watch the mario versus donkey kong first stream vod when that and watch live. Landon just stop the game to watch the dempaman trailer a minute long trailer and I spend like more time than that to figure out oh yeah you spent like five minutes trying to set it up yeah I don't care it was funny 
Uh, but anyway, for the uh, Nintendo Direct Partner Showcase, we have Grounded and Pentiment coming to the Switch. Um, these were uh, Xbox. These are Xbox Studios games uh, that are coming to the Switch. Um, and then also announced uh, today as well, Hi-Fi Rush is coming to PS4 and PS5. Go on. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we have and uh, we have excuse me, Ender Magnolia Bloom in the Mist coming summer two th- uh, twenty twenty four. I almost said two thousand four. That'd be cool. Yeah, I don't know um, what that game is. I don't know what this is either. It looks neat. It looks like a Castlevania. It type. is. It is a Metroidvania. Um, it's actually a sequel to. I think the the first game was Ender Lilies, and it came out in twenty twenty one. I'm not familiar. Yeah, the article says oh. uh, it is. Yeah, Ender Lilies, uh, quietest of the night. Yeah, yeah. We have a ranger, a role play, a role puzzling adventure coming summer twenty twenty four. It looked fun because you could switch like whenever you move, like all the tile like tiles move along with you. But I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, a screenshot that they have doesn't do that justice. Mm-hmm. You have to watch it. Like yeah. you have to watch the trailer for this one. I'll definitely do that. Um, Unicorn Overlord gets a demo today. Oh boy! I don't know what that is. It's a tactics RPG from uh, Vanillaware. Okay. Yeah. So it looks good. Like visually, it looks good. Um, mm-hmm. I did not get a chance to download the demo yet. Um, and the game comes out like in like two weeks. I think the game might yeah. come out before this podcast. March 8th. Or alongside um, the same time this podcast comes out. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, we'll see if I get it. It's It's been on and off my, my, my list, but I haven't like pulled the trigger on it. Uh, we got Monster Hunter Stories coming summer 2024. It's a re-release, yeah, a, um, uh, which it's a is a port of the 3DS of a, version. Yep. Yeah, 3DS, 3DS game. We have a port, or not port, but like remaster of Epic Mickey for the Switch, which is that's actually pretty cool. Cool. I, I mean, that game has been never played the original Epic Mickey, but I mean, I've heard it's got you know some people that pretty happy about it i i played the original um and i enjoyed it um and i was like re-watching like uh, comparisons for the two and this looks like a huge touch-up especially like comparing the original like opening cutscene to the this cutscene it'll like we'll have to see what like the gameplay comparisons look like but like the opening cutscene is a huge touch-up nice we got SMT5 Vengeance coming June 21st. <laughs> I didn't realize that was the release date. That's amazing. This one is a little weird. It is SMT5 again. But when you boot it up, you can choose the original campaign or the new campaign. They start off doing like the same stuff and then they split at one point. So if you choose one, you just go 
you auto hard oh, a path okay. or you auto path like the original game. It has some okay. of the content from like the DLC content from the original game is like in this too. You'll have access to. Um, so and like the new campaign is roughly the same size as the original one. So you get about 80 hours of like gameplay both ways. Uh, so about that's 160 hours total. Yeah. That's a fuckload. The save data... That is a lot. The save data, if you own the original, does not carry over. Uh, you can port over, I think it's three monsters from your uh, compendium. And like that's some bonus weird. items. Yeah, no. that That's so weird. It's like... I would have expected one or the other, like, hard stop, not, like, this weird, like, oh, you can have some pieces of it come over, but yeah. not, like, the whole thing. And there's, like, new monsters and new characters and new quests and everything introduced in the the new story. Um, so, yeah, it's a little weird. Um, I'm excited because it's more SMT content. Yeah. But, like... I also never finished the original, so... Same. And knowing that you don't get to carry over whatever progress you did make, it's like you'd have to start the whole thing over again. And that's if I just yeah. want to replay the original storyline. Yeah, that's like not even including the new content that they're giving you. This is a whole... This can be a yeah. whole conversation. Because Atlas has done stuff like this in the past. It's like... I, I, would, I hope for things like... Uh, Persona 4 Golden or Royal or what they did with Strange Journey Redux where you get, uh, you don't have the choice. It like embeds like the new content into it while you can still play yeah. the story of the original. Like, yeah. I think I prefer that. So even if I have to replay through the game. Yeah. Like there's like, new stuff throughout. Yeah, because, like, at that point, that's really just, like, that's the same thing as, like, what Pokemon used to do. It's like, oh, here's Pokemon Platinum, here's Pokemon Emerald. Like, it's new content that's, like, embedded into it, so it's, like, it's better to just not have the choice. Yeah. But, like, it, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. It's, like, it's not embedded in. It's, like, a separate thing. Yeah. So you have, like, two games, but the game that they didn't change, you can't even bring everything over. That's weird. Or I would have rather, because we knew about this, uh day before because it got uh rated for korea. In korea yeah um the korea rating board posted it so we knew about we knew the title but we didn't know anything about it um i kind of was hoping it was an smt4 apocalypse situation where it's a totally different game with like just carrying over like some of the like it was like a side sequel because it's like well, if you had done this ending in the original game, if this happens, then this game is, like, the continuation of that. Like, yeah. I like that for that. And if this was, like, that for SMT5, then cool. But it's not. So, it's, like, this weird in-between space of all of these things. Uh, so, we'll see. It's yeah. Once again, SMT5, from what I played, really fucking good. So, I'm not upset. Just a little weird. Uh, Jack, did you want me to take back over now that I'm ready, or did you want to keep going with it? I'll keep going. I was going to say, I, was, I, I want your like live reaction, so it'll be cool. Yeah. We got the Star Wars Battlefront Classic Collection. I am classic. Excited about this. 
Um, Will they have online? Yes. It has up to 64 player online. I know. Um, yeah. So, no, Are I'm actually... seriously buying a Star Wars game in 2024? Uh, if it's got... If it's Battlefront 2, hell it yeah. It is. Um, it's... It has the weirdest price, though. It is $35 and one penny USD. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. Check it. Oh, wait. Is there... I was gonna say, is there, like, a significance to the number 3501? Is that why? Uh... It's, uh, what, 50, like, what is the, uh, what is the unit number? It's, uh, the 501st or something? Maybe? I don't know. There's, like, the 501st squadron or something, I think, is the playable squadron in it. 503 or something. I'm seeing 3150. For the price of the game? Yeah, yeah, no. He's asking if there's a oh, wait, significance. No, that's, oh wait, no, that's ten. That's ten percent off. Never mind. I was looking at the Nintendo online pre-order. Oh yes, for yeah. It. It, it's currently and on sale, it, but its normal pricing is thirty-five dollars and one penny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That is weird. Yeah, it's. I see it on the eShop now. Like by looking at Nintendo Store, it's like thirty-five oh one. Yeah. But anyway. Star Wars Battlefront okay. 2 campaign. Oh, classic. Star Wars Battlefront classic. 2 online. Oh, double classic. Oh, yeah. Wait, that's a, that's future a good price, stre- too. Future stream title. For sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, continue. Um, Yeah. We got Sword Art Online Fractured Daydream. Pass. <laughs> this one I don't even have comments Pass. for. Pass. Pass. Uh, we got Gundam Breaker 4. Yeah, baby! Yo, Gundam Breaker 4. Gundam Breaker 3 was legit. So, I'm actually pretty interested in playing this one with Al. This is, this is, this is probably gonna be pretty fun. I'm excited for you. Oh, yeah. It looks cool from the trailer. I was like, that's cool. I'm not gonna play it, but it looks really cool. From what I... Yeah, so from I don't know how how this game's going to play, but I mean it's Gundam Breaker. If it's a, a whatever, it's carrying over from Gundam Breaker three gameplay wise. It's gonna have me like sign me up. Like the music's fun, the hack and slash gameplay, the customization for the gunpla, super cool. So like I'm interested in this. Like so yeah, no, this was I was pretty hyped to find this one out. We got a new Super Monkey Ball game. This one I did know about. Uh, Super Monkey Ball Banana Rumble coming June 25th. Uh, They gave I.I. Pants. What has the world come to? This is is what the future that liberals want. (laughs) Monkeys to wear pants. Yeah. Look down. You're wearing pants Uh. now. (laughs) <laughs> no! Um, but yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, I I I love Super Monkey Ball. I love the first two games anyway. And this one uh, looks like they, it's gonna be pretty good. It look it looks pretty good. Yeah. Honestly, I'm excited for it. Uh, we got World of Goo Two, baby. I knew about this one. Well, we they had and. Like told us about World of Goo Two before, 
Well, but yeah, yeah they, they showed it off. Like, yeah. there's a big trailer that shows off some of the new stuff in it. I mean, I, I knew that they showed it oh, off today. Okay. Yeah, but no. But, yeah. It looks fucking good. Oh. Ooh. Give us a physical release, please. I hope. Please. please. I want it so bad. So just make sure it's not a Peggy logo. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> For me. He, he um, probably is okay with with whatever, but I need... I, please. We have uh, Fantasy Life I, The Girl Who Steals Time. I feel like October that was 10th. announced at one it point was. already. Yes. This one was. Okay, so I'm not just hallucinating. But we did not have a release date. Um, so that's like the new content. And then we got to see like I think a few a little bit more gameplay this time around. Um it was an it was a a 3DS game, for those who don't know. For the first fantasy life. This one is like a pseudo like enhanced port with a bunch of new content. So like it's looking really cool. I have uh, some friends that are really into it, um, and I'll probably end up picking it up. It's a level five game. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now you 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 you've already gotten me interested. I said level. I forgot five. that that was I. Yeah. I forgot that that was a thing. Yeah, it's a level five game. So there you I, go. I heard level. Five. Need- it is. I will say this: the only real um, farming simulator that was shown off. We didn't have Damn. any farming. Like, this was the only, like, farming simulator. And it's not really a farming simulator. It's like a life sim. Yeah, it's a life. Like, it seems. So, like, eh. Um, beyond that, we got another crab's treasure. Dark soul, but crabs. Coming April 25th. Is that really what it is? It That's what it looked like to me. I don't know if that's what it actually is, but it looked like dark soul with crabs. The Dark Souls of Crab Games. It's it's coming out on my birthday, so I wonder if I'm like le- legally obligated to buy it. I'm legally obligated to buy Sandland for the PlayStation 5, because that comes out on my birthday. <laughs> uh, We got Penny's Big Breakaway, Shadow Dropping today. I feel like this was which a, is... a big one. I'm yeah, gonna I'm gonna but, get it tomorrow when I get paid. Tomorrow from when we recorded this. So by the time this podcast goes out to like on high quality audio streaming platforms, I'm gonna have this game. I I was excited for this game and the fact that they just were just like, Hey, it's out today, I'm just like, What? So when I saw Katie in the Discord, join our Discord by the way, like saying out today, I was like, Are you serious right now? Maybe he will have already streamed it by now, too. I might. To be honest, are do we know if this is going to have a physical release or not? I don't think they've mentioned it one way or the other. But it's only thirty bucks. <sighs> yeah, you can wait if you want. You can get. You, I was gonna say you can get it digitally now, and then you can support the developers again by double dipping on a physical copy later. Like how I might be doing with Euphoria: The Saga too. Well, that one <laughs> has a confirmed physical release date. But anyway, anyway, we I have mean, a Suica game multiplayer mode expansion. Pass. Pass. I, I so I played like a version of this game, not on the Switch, but like I played this game. So like I know what this game is about, and it's like I don't care. I'm just gonna go back to Puyo Puyo. It's just a it's just a drop like puzzle yeah. game, right? 
but with fruit. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So how it works is you drop the fruit down, and then two fruit will fuse together into a bigger fruit, and then if you fuse, you know, something into that, you know, it'll get dropped into a bigger fruit and a bigger fruit and a bigger fruit, and you can only you'll only drop like the small ones at usually, and then sometimes they'll give you like some of the slightly bigger ones, but they'll like never give you like the super big ones. So the challenge is making sure that you build the big ones up that will fuse together because at some point they will reach like a certain point where they'll just like pop and you'll be able to break all of that and then, you know, bring them down and you get like a bunch of bonus points. It's like, it's fine. You choose. But like, yeah, but like I, I'm, I'm a one block puzzle kind of guy and that block puzzle for me is Puyo Tetris DS. And then, yeah, and then on the and then on the side, I like to play a little Tetris to get away from Puyo Puyo. Tetris, I'm already specific. I'm already block puzzled out. Anyway, but yeah, um, we have Pepper Grinder coming out March 28th with a demo out today. Okay, this game looks 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 pretty neat. It's, It's a neat it's a neat concept. Um, no, real announcement time, baby. Uh, we got Game Freak's greatest contribution to the gaming world, Pocket mm. Cart Jockey, right on. Please take that back. What? It's their second biggest. After Tempo the Badass Thank Elephant. You. Yes. All right, all right, fine. <laughs> but still. If you if you subscribe to our Gold steer, uh, Stooge tier... You can hear more of our thoughts about how great Tembo the Badass Elephant is on an exclusive on Patreon. But we won't tell you which one um, it is. You have to listen to all of the videos. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... But, could... uh... It might be in one of the Pathfinder yeah. far- parts. I don't know. Who uh, who knows? None of us are I... here. I've heard... Is this game good? I've heard a lot of people talk about this one today. I've heard it's good. I don't know... I, I don't know about this specific one. I mean, I've heard good things about the original Pocket Card Jockey on 3DS. And even though, you know, this was an iOS game, like, it's probably fine. It's probably pretty good for what it is. Uh, we have Contra Operation Galuga. Is it Galuga? Galuga. I don't know. Galuga. Uh coming March 12th with a demo out now. Sure. If you want. I think it's I think WayForward has their hand in it, so I'm sure it'll be functionally fine. Yeah. But, eh. Another pretty cool uh, announcement coming up. Rare games on Nintendo Switch Online, but no Banjo-Tooie. Okay. But, we can we can list off what we got. What did we get? Did right, we get fine. Snake we Rattle got, and Roll? We got Snake Rattle and Roll. We got RC Pro Am. We got Battle Toads in Battle Maniacs. We got Killer Instinct and Blast Core. I am hyped to play Killer Instinct again. Also, no Diddy Kong Racing is bullshit. I will say, so like we also talked about Rare on a, an exclusive on Patreon. Different video. And while... Uh, Actually, it's the same one. It's, it's, the, it's the same one. Uh, and we talked about a lot of games from them. 
I don't think I remember mentioning Killer Instinct because I think I forgot that Rare did this game. This is another absolute banger out of, out of Rare. I love the shit out of Killer Instinct on the Super Nintendo. That game is good. So I'm excited to play that again. I'm probably, I haven't updated my Switch Online yet uh, software to like go into the green game, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try, probably try and do that soon. And the final announcement, I think it was the final announcement anyway, uh, assuming all of these are in order, uh, um, we have a new Endless like Ocean game. Endless Ocean, yeah. Endless, Endless Ocean Luminous, coming May 2nd. You know, uh, I should stream the first two Endless Oceans. I've never played Endless Ocean, but there is, like, a genuine crowd for these games, and I'm happy for them that they got a new one. Yeah. If you like the Endless Ocean games, this looks good. So, like, yeah. you're probably you're probably happy right now. Mm-hmm. This is like the same shit as like Nintendo giving us another code recollection. Like Nintendo's just like, uh, yeah, here you go, have fun. <laughs> but it's like it's cool because we're getting like things that. Like, someone in our Discord yesterday was just like, it'd be cool if they do an Endless Ocean. Yeah. And then it turned and out, here it, is. here it is. Here we go. It's it's kind of... What did, it, what did they know? I was going to say, it's pretty cool that, like, the Nintendo Switch has gotten these, like, things to happen where it's like, here's a new game in a series that you didn't expect to see a new entry for. And out of nowhere, here it is. Like, just have it. Yeah. On that note, I... Because, like, I, I really want, I, I, I really have been, like, debating, like, getting them, but I, I'm going to, uh, at some point this year, make it a priority to get the Famicom Detective uh, games. Because, like... Yeah, they, re- they re-released those as well, right? Yeah, they've been out for a while. Um, I was hoping by this point there'd be a physical... That's I, right. That's you were waiting on a physical release, and they just there was a limited edition Japanese only that did not support English. So, like at this point, I'm like, well, I'll just buy them. Yeah, both of the games for sixty bucks is not not bad. I was also kind of hoping for a sale at this point too. So, oh, you know that that is something I think would have been nice to have seen, but oh well. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll just buy them, and maybe we'll stream them because. I, I feel like those would be right up the alley for something to stream. Considering considering our channel's history with stream games, like that is that is the definition of a game that you guys stream. Like that yeah. is absolutely right there. It's yeah, it's it, it's it's your ghost trick, your your feet, your ace detect, your ace attorney game. Your there now you got Famicom Detective Club. It's just got. A, just do all those kind of games. Just just become a channel that streams exclusively those games. I mean, we did all of the um, the Zero Escape games, so yeah, it's just like that, that. That too. That too. I didn't even mention those. Thank you for pointing that out too. Yeah, it just furthers my argument. So yeah, that was the uh, that was the Nintendo Switch Partner Showcase. I it think was, it was not. Yeah, it wasn't a main direct. Um, but I think overall it was like pretty good. 
for a partner showcase, I think it's pretty good. Like, I mean, we've had some bad partner showcases before. Like, remember the one where they ended on fucking, what was it? The, um, what was it? A Bakugan game that they like talked about for like 10 minutes. Oh my God. I remember that, that actually. And it bought and it ended up, it ended up being shit. It bombed so hard. Yeah. Like, and they, they wasted, were really trying to salvage that one. And they wasted half a partner showcase on that. This partner showcase, they were like, you know, boom, boom, boom. Here's like a couple minutes for each of these games. And there was legitimately quite a lot of pretty good stuff. So, yeah, thumbs up. Yeah. And a lot of it. It is a little something for a everyone. lot of it was stuff like it wasn't like a bunch of rehashes. Like when when they first announced it, I was like, cool, I'm going to see another trailer for Yeast 10 Nordic that they literally posted to the Nintendo like YouTube channel last week. And it turns out that no, they were actually posting that stuff ahead of time because it wasn't, and it, it wasn't stuff that they were going to cover here. Yeah. So I was surprised. I was like a little disappointed because I love seeing Yeez just being talked about or any Falcom shit. But at the same time, it was like, oh, cool. I, we're not wasting my time. Yeah. So like, even though we're we're here, like we're not like super excited about like quite a bit of this stuff. That doesn't mean like it wasn't a good showcase. It's just there's. You know, games, like like Jack said, it has a little something for everyone. There's, like, a nice variety of stuff. Not all of it's stuff that's up our alley, but there's a lot of pretty good stuff here, so. And that thing I, that is for everyone is the Star Wars Battlefront Collection. Go buy it soon. Hell yeah. Play that. Go spend, go spend $35.01 before tax on this game. What's that? I don't have tax. Well... I do. Have fun with your higher property taxes. I don't own property. I, yeah. I know. <laughs> he has to own property for that to be a problem to him. But uh, Listen, I'm just projecting because my property taxes went up this year and I'm pissed oof. off. Speaking of that, Jack, how you been? Besides yeah, pissed. Like, covered in pissed. Uh, I'm pissed. Let's go ahead and just catch up. We've got a couple weeks back. The last time we did this was Two on weeks ago. The, yeah, two weeks Two ago. weeks ago around like the 8th or 7th so let's catch up Ex- extremely little has happened in the past two weeks I'm I'm dead serious I'm mostly I, in the same boat so yeah like I, I genuinely thought about this earlier like what am I gonna say during the recap section like Valentine's Day happened and it was fun I spent some time with Bethany but we didn't really do anything because she worked until 10 we just kind of watched King of the Hill and smoked weed um that's romantic. I, yeah. <laughs> what, but, who doesn't want to just spend Valentine's Day with their loved one by smoking weed and watching King of the Hill? Honestly, it's a. I literally. Unironically, uh, <laughs> a great time. I'm not say, even. I'm not even complaining. While it, that's not the exact same thing that happened, like Ella, like my girlfriend had left King of the Hill on the other night. And I yeah. just, I just let it keep running while I when I, when I went to bed. <laughs> like I was like, oh, sweet King of the Hill. Yeah, it's a great show to fall asleep to. King of the Hill is not a bad time. Um, uh, we've been watching more Free Ren. Free Ren is really good. Uh, let's see. The most notable thing that I think I've done in the past two weeks is that I learned recently that the one and only Chili's in Fort Wayne shut down. What? Uh, just like one or two days ago. What? Uh, I learned about this, like, a few days ahead of time. I'm, like, the 16th or so, and I messaged Bethany. I'm like, 
do you want to go to Chili's one last time before it's gone forever? And we did. Nice. Uh, it, the thing is, I've never been to Chili's before. Uh, before the other day, I mean. Uh, so it was a first time for me. It was extremely mediocre food. And yep. it took over an hour to get our food, yep. but also I wasn't really surprised because they were closing in a f- like a few days. So oh, I wasn't well then really that's mad. I was gonna say that's not really yeah, that's not really like yeah, that's kind of yeah. that's just if I was an employee at that was like I'm listen, like, I wasn't complaining. I was just going to have the Chili's experience because I that was something that I had never experienced and probably never will experience again because it was very mediocre. It was well, not good at well, all. Well, no, that's the thing. It's like my argument is that might not be indicative. Cuz like I've had Chili's I know. Be- I've had Chili's before and like I mean, they're not like but they're not like amazing. They're not like worth like super hyping up, but like they're that, they're okay. And I still have the Chili's around. That's the thing, Cloud, is that this was the only for this was the only Chili's in Fort Wayne, and now it's gone forever. So if I'm ever out of town, I'm probably never going to go to a Chili's because there are so many better options available, and I'm never going to have one in town again. So that was my one and only trip to Chili's. Um, (laughs) Um, anything else new i think that's it okay i think that's it honestly so i've actually had a decent bit uh go down the last couple weeks um i've been continuing to upload some new content to my uh solo channel over on azure flute pokemon centric uh channel and my last two videos have been pretty good we talked about uh, cross-gen transfer. We've talked about Pokemon Bank specifically because that's kind of like a topic that should kind of be talked about a little bit more because we don't know how long that's going to be lasting for. the. What we, met, we talked about earlier the 3DS and Wii U eShops closing. Well, the online services for the eShop or for the Wii U and 3DS are going down in April. So though Bank is being excluded from that, that also just means that it can go down at any time. Who knows? Um, but no, I did a couple of videos. Those went pretty well. Uh, for Valentine's Day slash my birthday slash last uh, or late Christmas gift because she didn't get me one. Uh, my girlfriend got me Pokemon Scarlet to go with my copy of Pokemon Violet because I am doing uh, living decks. I've been doing that for a while now. So I've actually been recording my gameplay from this. So I've got like a good like six videos already of this game so far. I'm a good third of the way through. I think I did like two Titans, two Gym Leaders, two Team Star Bases. So I'm not quite a third of the way through the game because there's still there's stuff after the 18 like main things, but making progress on that. So, um... I've been playing a ton of Bravely Default still. And I probably played the most Bravely Default in the last couple weeks than I have since I picked the game back up. I am 45 to 50 hours into this game now. Um, I am right before a turning point in the game where um, 
I, I, I don't know everything that's going to happen, but I've been told by multiple sources on the Discord, stuff happens very soon, and the game stops being good. So I don't know what to expect. I've been putting it off. I'm, like, grinding and doing a bunch of side content. I've still got, like, this one optional thing that I'm going to, like, try and do before I do the turning point. But, like, come, you know, time for the next podcast, you're probably going to be hearing me talk about Bravely Default. And it's not going to be as positive, probably. I don't know. You you might might like it. I might... I might like it. I, you know, who knows? It could be like an approach that like, you know, most people don't like. And I'm like, oh, I get it. Like I me, I don't know yet. I'm going to find out. But so far I am loving it. Like I, I hesitate to say until I beat the game that it's my new favorite 3DS game, but it's definitely become one of my favorite 3DS games now that I've like clocked a bunch of time into it. Like it's definitely up there with like Fire Emblem Awakening and like Pokemon Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, and like stuff up there. So, and then the last thing that is new for me, and this is more for like the viewers, but I am wearing an Attack on Titan shirt. Thank you all for noticing. Yes, I did start watching the final season of Attack on Titan. It is really good. No one asked. I, I, I know. That's why I said that the way that I did. Oh, okay. You, you could hear it with the tone of my voice where I, and, you know, just. And you can see I'm also wearing an Attack on Titan shirt. That's not an Attack on Titan shirt. That's a Trails of the Sky shirt. That's a Bracer Guild shirt. Oh. <laughs> and you can see Jack is wearing an Attack on Titan shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is an Attack on Titan <laughs> that, is, that is not even close to an Attack on Titan shirt. But yeah, so like I just started the last season. I've already watched like 10 episodes of it so far. So I'll give more of my thoughts. I'm not going to like say spoilers or anything but i'm really enjoying it so by the time we do the next podcast i'll probably have watched like the rest of it so i'll but yeah oh and i'm also still watching more of so in the last podcast i remember uh i mentioned this uh, anime called tis time for torture princess and i didn't know this but that show is actually ongoing so like we watched like a couple episodes at a time and my girlfriend and I, like, it's one of those, like I mentioned in the last podcast, it's like, it's one of those shows where, like, it's so ridiculous, but you also can't look away. But I also can't stomach watching more than a couple episodes at a time. So, like, we would turn on, like, a couple episodes here and there. And um, we found out that the show is actually, like, literally airing right now. And so I we we caught up to it. So, like, every now and again, we're going to put on, like, whatever they have on that's new. There's like seven episodes so far. It's it's fun. It's cute. It's a good time waster. It's about it. Um. Oh, and I have last thing. I haven't started doing it yet, but as of by the time this goes out to other podcasts uh, airing and we go do that stuff, um, my work schedule is changing drastically. Uh, so there is the reason why we usually, one of the reason, one of the reasons, not the only reason, but one of the reasons why we would do a lot of our stuff like late at night is because of me, my fault, me, because I work nights. It was my fault. You can blame me. It's okay. It is part, it is partially completely on me. But instead of working 
the night shift 2 to 11, I will be a morning person for the first time in my life, and I don't know how I'm going to take this. So pray for me, because next podcast, I might be a zombie. Who knows? We'll find out. Yeah, that's about it. I farted. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note... He was just pushing that out first before he caught us up. And on that note... Hey, it's me, Landon. Hi, folks. Hey. Um... I was thinking about it, and I was like, man, we didn't really do a whole lot. Um... Because the last one was... Let's see, Around we, the 7th or 8th. Yeah, so I guess we did... I can't I can't remember if we did it on the Thursday or the Wednesday of that week, so it's it's one of those days. Yeah, but it doesn't really matter. Um, we went to the Ridgefield Wildlife Refuge. I think I talked about this one on a stream. Um, we saw, like, bald eagles and swans and herons and hawks and lots of ducks and geese and uh, blue jays. There was a lot of blue jays. Uh, it was real cool. Um, there was like a like in car tour portion. Like that's where we saw like a lot of birds, and then there was like a part where we hiked. So that was fun. Um, and then I am up to the beginning of the calling games arc in Jujutsu Kaisen. I, f- I finished up to volume eighteen. Um, I've read everything I own, and I'm waiting on a package to come in with. All of the stuff that is currently in physical form uh, in the United States for Jujutsu Kaisen. So I'm already past what this season two covers. Um, nice. So we can talk about that when you get there, Jack. I'll get there you one know, day. It's not. We're not in a rush, but I have some. I have some opinions on some stuff that happens. Uh, by the end of the Shibuya okay. arc. Let, let me just say that. You might have Keep opinions, but I have a cream cheese bagel. Damn. Well, that took all the wind out of the rest of this, so I guess I'll just make it quick. Yeah. Um, I played Trails again for the first time in a while. I had five tokens and a dream in the casino. And I made a lot of money. That's because that's all I need. Um, and then, nice. Probably the biggest thing I've done is I finally beat the main story for Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. Hell yeah! You know, I am currently playing through all Good the job. special episodes uh, because I was able to still download those. You don't need the eShop, so if you still have a copy of that and you have beaten the game. Uh, download the special episodes before the internet service goes down for the 3DS because you can still access it. They're really funny um, because uh, the characters just like basically break the fourth wall pretty much the whole time in all of these. Um, and like they try to explain why things... Because it's basically taking place a year after the events of the game happen. Um, so, like, Phoenix and Maya are revisiting London, and, like, visiting Professor Layton and Luke, and, like, they're like, why is there still a tree in the car? Because that happens at one point, um, in, in the game, is there's a car accident, and the tree goes into the car. And then, uh, 
Chimley uh, shows up and he's like, "Well, guess what? Uh, we turned the the park into a like a tourist attraction because your game was so popular, and we uh, launched people into the tree at the end of the the tour." Yeah, no, it's it's fucking weird and funny. So like, it's it's literally worth just like for the the insanity of it and then there's like a puzzle that they cut from the original game that you get to play through at the end of it and there's 12 of the episodes i've played through three of them so far they're all like pretty short like you can beat them within like i don't know seven minutes Hmm. so they're not they're not bad but that's been a lot of that and then I've been playing a little bit more of another code recollection. I'm, I want to say I'm halfway through like the first game, this content. And then what else? It's been like streams. Like Mario vs. Donkey Kong was a lot of fun today. Um, I enjoyed playing through Dragon Quest gimmick. I could have done without, but you know we wouldn't have known that until I played through it. And the Wind Waker's been fun. Hell yeah. yeah. I don't I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's, I think it. that's it. Okay. So thank you all for joining us on this second variety episode. Yay! Kind of, but I mean we just, mostly the It's less variety, but it's, it's more, still mostly the, the digital versus physical. Yeah. We wanted to talk about that. That was actually voted on by patrons. So we wanted, I didn't, I should have mentioned that at the start of the episode. I didn't. Oh, well. Thank you, patrons, for voting on that. Yeah. Thank you, patrons, for voting on that. We have uh, other topics that we're going to cover that were in that poll, but did not win that we will cover in the future. But um, for those of you who don't know, we started this podcast basically very soon last year so like we are going to have our season one finale next episode where we're going to go through all of our previous episodes and kind of just give our thoughts on the topics and you know how we felt about all those different episodes and it's going to be a fun time so until next time and if you have any questions oh let us know if you have any questions, questions we have a channel on the discord you have until God, when are we when are we recording that? Are we gonna have that on time two weeks from now? We should. Okay. I just I just wasn't sure because Landon is not going to be his Landon's gonna be pretty busy next week, which is why he's suggesting that I stream stuff like Penny's Big Breakaway. So it's just an idea. You don't have to an, do anything. Just I don't have to do anything. I'm just being suggested that I do things. It, it, it'd be cool. I'm sure Jack would enjoy joining you for that i joined for that yeah see so there thank you all roll the outro see you next time bye, bye. okay bye thank you for listening to the gaming Stooges talks podcast if you enjoyed us consider subscribing to our podcast rss feed or follow us on youtube.com slash gaming and twitch.tv slash gaming for more gaming content if you'd like to chat with us, join our Discord. The link can be found in the episode description. We also want to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Your continued support means a lot to us. Not already one? Please take a look at what we have to offer anyone who becomes a patron at patreon.com slash gamingstooges. 
See you next time.